and welcome to the DMs Book Club, a podcast where we read about some Dungeons and Dragons and discuss how we might include it in our role-playing campaigns. Yes, a weird middle of the week or middle of, well, probably Sunday when this is coming out, uh, <laughs> extra episode. With me as always is Hamilton, my co-host. I'm not just here by myself. <laughs> Sorry, we're a bit giddy this morning. Yeah. Hamilton, how are you, my friend? I'm good. We've had such a exciting week in D&D. And so we've had, not only have we just talked uh, and wax lyrical about Spelljammer and how much I have fallen in love with that. We then also had this Wizards Direct or Wizards Presents. Sorry, it's called, isn't it? it says yeah, it's Wizards Presents, as we as we discussed afterwards. Yes, it's yeah. sort of basically described itself as what's happening for both Magic the Gathering and yeah. D D over the next next few years. Which mm. I think is now going to be a regular thing. Every couple of months, we're going to have this sort of showcase of announcements, which is great. And if you're, a, mm. I will say, if you're a Magic the Gathering fan. You've got lots of stuff to look forward to. I have no idea what any of it means, but I'm I'm happy for you. I really am. I just saw that there was like Lord of the Rings and Doctor Who, and I was like, oh, those are two things that I quite like. Will I get into the card game? No. Because I came to it late, so I had the I'd caught I was doing the catch up on YouTube Premiere. Mm-hmm. So I could like fast forward to like the 10 second, 10 second, I'd catch and they went, Well, I have 40k. I was like, Oh nice. Snap. Click click click. We're gonna have a thing. No, I'm not interested. I'm like <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm sorry. Hey, wait, but Fiona, you're Magic the Gathering up now, aren't you? You... Uh, I'm slowly collecting commander decks left, right, and center. Um, I'll I will play one day. My partner is going to all the commander nights and everything like that, so I hear all about it. Yeah, Yeah. I'm sure it's great. The bits I get through, I think Mm. once I get to play, I think I'll 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 either understand it or come back going no idea. But they Mm. like me, so. I'll go with that. <laughs> I just assume that they'll like me because I'm just yeah. like full on improv and like, okay, tap that land. <laughs> I don't know what that means. You no. said something. I don't words. I was a magic thing. Magic. I, I drew. A... You gathered some magic. You gathered, I gathered some magic. magic. Hey, I gathered the magic. This is not a Magic the Gathering <laughs> reaction podcast. This is a D and D reaction podcast. Well, yeah. Hamilton. Yeah. The big announcement, the huge big announcement, is that well. Something we already knew what was just going to happen because it got announced like two years ago. You better say um, what I'm hoping it's going to be. Uh, oh, I don't know. I was you're going to say the biggest announcement is the word. I know what you're going to say the biggest announcement is. One D&D. One uh, D&D. Which is, it's the code name. Basically, they've just decided, uh, they've basically got this announcement where they're going to revise and make sure all the sort of things they've been working on over the last couple of years, Wizards are going to put in and, and just have D&D without the addition, essentially. As I said to you uh, offline, I said I knew exactly what Chris Perkins was going to say, which was when he was about to say a sentence, like, we've been talking about D&D as thinking about D&D as additions. We're going to think about D&D as just D and D. And I was like, I knew you were going to say that. So I was like, I know you're going to say, yes. we're just going to think of D&D, because obviously they are going to think D&D, because why would you change it? They're not like Warhammer 40k and Games Workshop, where they've got unfortunate fans like myself who will spend ridiculous amounts of money every two years because they'll change the edition and we are sadists and, and, and uh, no, what was it? It was the other one, masochists. And so we yes. want the pain and we want to waste. We're already spending 200 billion pounds on tanks that will be happy to buy more books. But uh, unlike Wizards, who are 
but much kinder have decided no we're just gonna we're just gonna edit <laughs> yeah. rather than rather than change rather than yeah. make a new whole edition yeah they talked about it whenever it was it feels like a lifetime ago i think it was just like the future of D, which we yeah. i think was one of our first episodes we did together in season three again it's confirming stuff that we knew before like everything's going to be backwards compatible in yep. terms of the fifth edition stuff. So you don't have to be like all those nice alt covers that I've just bought. That would be so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to be completely useless is what I'm going to say. Yeah. Uh, but obviously with the acquisitions of D&D Beyond, we're now going to see going forward. I think physical and digital at the same time, which everyone has been hoping for for so bloody long because I want to buy the physical. Uh, <laughs> but everyone wants the digital. So yes, this is it. Yeah. It's a great thing. I will say at time of recording, and this makes sense, is that you can't get it from your local GameStop. So, for example, the uh, Dragonlance book that's coming out. But the thing to note is that you can only get the physical digital bundle through D&D themselves. They've got their own yeah. web store. Support. You can't get it with local game stores. They're going to hopefully fix that, I'm sure. They talked about it as like a testing phase. I want to see yeah. if it's like works, like how do they distribute it, Well, there are a couple of companies that do do that. Like, um, where did I buy one of the Mortborg supplements I bought for Rectory? I, it will come to me. But when I bought it, they gave me access to the drive through RPG PDF. Yes. So I'm sure your FLGSs will get there. Yeah, I hope so as well, because otherwise that's just, it feels a bit of a kick in the teeth for them if, it, if you support them, but then you know people want digital physical bundles. But I'm, like I was saying, they're going to try it out for this, and then I, I'm thinking it's going to spread around. The other thing to yeah. note as well, it sounds like with the digital and physical bundles, is that you will probably get access to the digital stuff maybe two weeks before the physical stuff yeah. is released. I just assume that's going to happen now, considering our delays we've had with Radiant Citadel and Spelljammer now with the yeah. physical copies. Then the, the third and final thing, then, obviously, Fiona is, is again, uh, we're going to just be picking ourselves up all the week, aren't we? Wait, is, this is called Smugcast. It's I called Smugcast. <laughs> we should just name it. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the Smugcast. <laughs> Wizard <laughs> presents Hamilton and Fiona are right. DM Smugger Club. <laughs> It's only because it is. It was probably more obvious than actually on the zeitgeist, really. So I think that it, yeah, we're getting a, a, a VTT and a good one at that. Yes, I'm excited. Yes, yeah, so they're using yeah. Unreal Engine. Yeah. They sort of this, when they were scrubbing it and showing like little pictures of it, they were like, oh, yeah. we want to do it like design it like this with some sort of, and I'm going to get the software wrong now, but some sort of like tilt camera effect. So it looks like tilt shift. You use it in rendering. It's when you see those pictures when people use those cameras and they look, they take a, uh, aerial shots and they put them on. It makes the world look like models. Ah. That's a tilt shift camera. Uh, I've used it a couple of times when I've done renderings in architecture to make. I do a building and then we want to make it look like it's a model on a table. Right. We'll use a tilt shift camera that will make it look like it's tiny because it's basically uh, it's a technical term. I think it's a 10 degree uh, field of view. <laughs> uh, uh, if you want to just know. <laughs> I'm so glad I got you for this podcast, by the way, because I would have just sat there going, I don't know. And then you're like, well, actually. You also can use it like uh, alternately to get like when you see pictures of buildings and they look like they, you know, when you get you get perspective and you get yeah. rid of this perspective. Mm -hmm. That's like an inversion of that as well. But yeah, there you go. It's a little oh. bit. That's cool, and but and because it does because it they want to make make it feel like it's a mini game yeah. rather than like a video game, and I'm like, you know what? Fair play. It's very Talespire. Yes, yes. Well, there was again from the discourse that I was sort of seeing. I think Wizards tried to purchase or acquire Talespire at one point. I don't think that's worked out. So they hence oh. this sort of VTT thing. Hey, we talked about hey a VTT mm. thing makes sense for this to be an integrated stuff. Well, just having it in there, just being able to buy like when you buy your book, even if I mean even if it requires, I'd love, I hope it doesn't, but even if it required an extra like. 
15% on the cost of the books to buy the, the VTT module version or yes. something like that, I would be happy with that sort of thing or something. I don't think yeah. more, much more than 20%, I think, would be too much. We were discussing, again, off podcast, you know, how would it work? Would one person buy the tabletop version and then the other players in your campaign can access it like they does currently with the DM's content campaign? Or do yeah. they need to have an extra thing to support it? I'll bet there'll be like the DM can buy the, the thing like mm. with, they do with D&D Beyond with the sharing of content. You'll be limited sharing like you can only share it with one party at a time, maybe less than the five parties you can share content with at the moment. Yeah. And I bet character models mm. will cost you monies. So if you want a nice, you can either have the basic Ranger, Paladin, all those sorts of models and the mm. basic whatever other things they want to put in. But I think if you want to customize or have special armor or something like that, you're going to have to pay. Or at least a, a subscription. Oh, yeah. Like, so that every couple of months they, they, they have yeah. like a, a subscriber's pack and you get these yeah. free models. Like dice. Like they do with dice. I wonder if stuff like maybe third parties like Hero Forge, where you create your customizable thing. Yeah. Currently, you can download the file for it so you can do your own home printing. I wonder if you get a digital file just mm. to be able to upload it to this. Again, this sounds like a, a lot of work, right? <laughs> and yeah. I, I'm not a, I'm not a tabletop. They weren't, I, they didn't hire me. It'll be interesting to see if they can do it. Mm. And I, I, you know what? If it's for you, if you want to try that sort of thing out, I really hope that that is something that people really want. Because for me, I don't mind the two D top down maps, but I'm very boring. I quite like theater of the mind. I'm just, yeah. I just easier for me, especially online as well. Yeah, someone who streams games though, I'm always like, oh, I feel like sometimes I probably should have a map when I'm playing more combat heavy games like D and D. And I think, oh, I should do it more. But then mm. I'm just not, it's not the way I play. And it's not really the way I play in person very much. You know what? That's a really good point, right? So with, because obviously some streams do have this sort of Roll20 S type thing. Or like JR, who does Roll of Call, he exactly. uses uh, Tailspire. But he tells me, like, you go on Tailspire and you've, they've got thousands and thousands of people that have made these amazing models. And he goes, mm. and pretty much most of the campaigns that you want and love like curse of strats pretty much will be made that's I think. a good point will we suddenly get a modding community like just similar to how yeah. like say the sims has a yeah. huge modding community where you can download because obviously we've got that with dnd beyond they ha you have homebrew yeah. spells and, and classes and stuff like that that could be really interesting actually i hadn't considered that and jl's uh, tip for you is uh go on there find the map and make it work to your game <laughs> make the game work to the map <laughs> yeah. yeah but there's so many on there it's like you can literally find anything so i think yeah totally i think a modding community will totally be brought out like we're D&D <laughs> we're basically modders and homebrewers like, like yeah. to, so you know the other part of on uh, one D&D they're also uh, updating and going to release uh, Unearthed Arcana monthly about yeah. the three big books the player's handbook the DM's guide and the monster manual over mm. the next two years before finally releasing the finalized yeah. version, the revised version that we'll be using for the rest of things. And they're asking for us, us plebs, like they do with every uh, Unearthed mm. Arcana, to go and play it and stuff like that. And the first stuff is out now. So if you have a D&D Beyond account now, sign in, claim it, because mm. it's open now. You can get it down. The, the first one is uh, Character Origins, which will come to in another episode, and then yeah. give back your survey. So, and that's, again, we've known this has happened. You know, they do UA and stuff like that. But this first one, certainly, it's 21 pages long. It's big. Yeah, it is big. This is it. We can. I feel like there's a big change now. We've done the little bits of UA, which are like, oh, this is interesting. Oh, there's a new book coming out. This is like, yeah. no, we know what this is for. <laughs> so it's, yeah, um, yeah very. I, I, 
I'm keen. I don't know if I, I mean, we've said this before. I don't really play test that stuff. I like reading it through and criticizing it or critiquing it, yeah. sorry, with you and then leaving yeah. it and then being shocked and, and aghast when certain features aren't in the main yeah. book at the I end. Remember, I, I think I did one survey and I can't remember when it was. I definitely have gone through one. I actually, I think I got halfway through it and then gave up. Fair enough. That's all great. That's yep. all fine. That's of all course. good. Yes. All very interesting. Yes. Honestly, though, it's not what was the biggest news for me. No? Oh. <laughs> it wasn't the biggest news for me. Because I'm like, it's new D&D. Okay, it's the same D. It's, new, it's the, the who. It's the, there's the new boss, same as the old boss. Right? But, well, it gives a crap about that. I don't give a crap about the rules anyway. You all know that. If you've ever watched my streams, I don't care. Wow. You can change oh, the God. rules on inspiration. I'm still going to do what I want Hamilton, to do. Hamilton, this is your final episode. You can, still have, you, can still have, uh, you can still have bonus action health potions in my world. Don't you worry. <laughs> And then they talked about some other things, and then they got right to the end, and they mentioned it for five seconds. <laughs> My biggest news, and I'm skipping. I know I'm not going in order. Planescape is coming. Planescape. We again, tick, tick, tick. We saw this happening. We saw this like eight months ago. I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> We've been saying it for such a long time yeah. that I was hoping it was what they were going to say when it was Spelljammer. I was hoping it was going to say when they said it was Dragonlance, and I was like, oh, bugger. I, and I'm happy for Spelljammer. Don't get me wrong. But Planescape makes me happy in all sorts of yes. ways because it's just it is where it's my nostalgia drive, but it's also just it's, it could be doing with coming out in a few weeks' time because in a few weeks' time we might have a, a whole sixteen episode show based around all the planes of existence. <laughs> You're getting excited about Planescape and you want to hear all about every single plane. Me and I think we'll do deep dives on that yes. starting in September. But I'm excited. I want more. I hope they bring. I want more stories in that world. But I hope that they don't do what they've done with Spelljammer, which I'm sure they will do. I think they're going to make a three-part document where it's going to have a, a campaign guide and a, a, like a campaign setting book. It will have a monster manual and it will have an adventure. So I don't know if it will be a box set. I think it's oh. going to be a campaign thing because are there any other monsters we can put in space in Planescape? It's a very good point. I mean, we do have pretty much all of them are in the monster manual. You've got your Yugoloths, you've got all your demons and devils, you've got Modrons. And we just had a huge uh, spell jammer that's come out with, with obviously a lot of Astral Sea stuff. I think there may be a couple, but I don't think there'll be a whole book dedicated to it. You might be right. Okay, how about this? Okay, well, all right, yep. I'm, going to take you, I'm going to take your offer. Okay, take I'm going to counter. I'm going to counter. No, you're going to raise me. That's going to raise you. I mean, I've played poker. Yeah, sorry. You know, I, yeah, I have. I've a long time ago. I'm shit. Uh, <laughs> I was just saying, did you win? I, 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 no. I normally got way too drunk when playing it. Oh. I did really well. My raise is that then, how about this? Campaign guide, which is talking, focusing like Sigil and the mm -hmm. Outlands, then a Planar Wanderer's Handbook, Planescape, mm -hmm. like Walker's Handbook. Maybe a compendium mm. of sixteen mini adventures, yep. campaign starters in each of the yep. planes. How about that? I agree. I think maybe like an initial primer about Sigil and the Outlands, like you said. I'm all for having because obviously in the Planescape books, if you if you show me, there's like a quick primer for each of the of each of the planes and with adventure hooks or adventure yeah. little short scenarios. I think that would be really good. And I think also, that, yeah, because Sigil requires just as much as any of those books because on top of that you've got the faction base information so you need to explain all that philosophical based thing that planescape has it's not like Belljammer, where there is the rock of Bra and there is the spell jammer itself but they're not as significant in the campaign as sigil is because it is such an individual yes. place 
Yes. As much as it probably is in Radiant Citadel. Mm -hmm. And the characters and the way that the, the politics and stuff like that is such a... Like we talked about um, Ravnica recently, and we've talked mm. about Planescape factions before when I first came on, onto your show. It's the first thing I did. And like political intrigue is like the well, the political balance is not really the same as Ravnica, but it is in a similar vein that the factions and their relationship to each other and how they work and how they influence your character is just mm. as important as all the planes that are around you. My question to you then, because obviously, mm. as I can tell, you're incredibly passionate Sorry, I'll <laughs> about shut this. Now. No, no, no. I really love this. Are you not worried in case it's not exactly yeah. what you hope? Yeah, <laughs> okay. Well, I don't really mind because like all these things, there's already Planescape out there. Listen to our mm. show that we're going to do about it and you can learn how, like, and you the 2E stuff. And, and as we've done reading it, I think it is some of the most forward thinking and most positive sort of 2E mm -hmm. setting that there is out there. I think from a lot of the things that we've been wanting from D&D that it had before we've been asking for it has come out in, in Planescape. And I think it's a very interesting setting and i think if you want to go back to it unlike other campaigns where i'd be concerned about saying go back to 2e planescape mm. i'd be like go back to it i think as a general whole i think it, it still holds up it just requires the i think i don't even think you you know i don't even it's like do you i mean when i started doing the spell jammer i didn't even think i needed the new spell jammer i really apart from i want prettier pictures and it's nice mm. to have it 5e-ified for the ease of having to not figure out thaco and you know mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. to be honest do i need planescape to be updated not really it doesn't no. need to be it's no, all no. there but the only reason is i'm an anti-gatekeeper yeah i want it out there because i want people to be excited by planescape as much as i am so that we can oh. play more planescape you know so <laughs> that's really like spelljammer i'm so happy is out because like everyone's talking about spelljammer so i can be enjoying spelljammer with everyone and that's kind of why i'm the same with planescape so that's why that's i'm awesome. excited by it there's also some other great stuff coming out though, isn't there? So Planescape is right at the end, fall 2023, yeah. which feels like ages away, but knowing us, we'll get, well, literally we'll turn around and I'll be like, oh my God, there's four of the books already out that we need to do. The other four things that are coming out before Planescape, which is a lot, by the way. And they're amazing. They're amazing. So first off, end of this year, we have Dragonlance, which we'll come to because I feel that we deserve to give it yeah, some Yeah, we'll need to give that some time, yeah. The next thing, which I am very excited about, I know you're excited about it, and I'm sure our friend of the show, Matt Whitby, is also yeah. excited about, is we've got another anthology coming out about heists. Keys from the Golden Vault. Who doesn't love a heist? One of the favourite crit Critical Role episodes was EXU when they did the heist. I mean, amazing. And I love, you know how much I love Dragon Heist. So yeah, more please. Because I wouldn't class myself as someone who watches like heist films, but as soon as I'm playing them, you know, like a game or an RPG or something like that, I'm instantly in and I'm going, like, oh, always moving past. What's the Rick and Morty saying? Ah, oh, you bastard. I'm in. <laughs> you know that one? Oh, you <laughs> yes. son of a bitch. Oh, you oh, son of a bitch. I'm in. <laughs> That's it. That's what I'm going to... I want to do that and just have that the whole way through the show. So the description says, grab your thieves' tools and your favourite dark cloak because each of these adventures in this book has a nail-biting heist at the centre of it. All rogue party! Come yeah. on! It does sound like it. That's all we know about it. Obviously, it's an anthology, so presumably it's going to be different writers. Yeah. I'm hoping, like, I'm willing it out into the world that it might be a little bit higher level. I totally agree. I mean, if it's an anthology in, let's say, let's say 12, happy with three low level, six medium level, three high tier would be perfect. 100%. It works so well because heist is something you can, as an anthology, it's like, this is what anthology should be, right? Is that they should be things which you can just chuck into your campaign here, there, and everywhere. And, and a heist, 
what a heist did that campaign. <laughs> I hope that they have maybe a page or two about creating like what what goes yeah. into a heist story. I don't think it has to be very long because I think there's only so much you can do. But like, what's the framework of it? There's always like the plan, and then maybe a montage, and maybe a mechanic for montaging stuff. Like, so um, Blades in the Dark did that thing where they're like, ah, oh, I brought the right tool for the job, and then you have a flashback, like Honey Heist. Grant Howard, come on, get him involved. Come on. <laughs> I think he's got his own uh, RPG called Die coming out, which is all based on D and D and stuff. So I think he's fine, actually. <laughs> no, I just think he did. I love. Well, or just take inspiration, people, from that because it's great. If you want to know more about heist, if you want a really quick and easy one, Honey Heist. Absolutely agree on that. The next book, though. Uh, so you know how you are excited about Planescape. Yeah, I know. I'm very excited about this one. <laughs> So we've got Bigby Presents The Glory of the Giants, which sounds like uh, the definitive guide to giant gameplay in D&D. We're getting a, a source book about giants that's similar to Fizzbands. Ah! I think, yeah, I think that's going to be really good. I think it will, I'm hoping it's going to have like a bit more of that primal setting as well. I'm mm. thinking they've even brought primal into the spell sets, haven't they? But I think mm. I'm hoping it's going to come The Glory of the Giants. I think we'll have a bit more like Fizzbands did, a lot more of the build your own storyline something that's yes. about adapting to it maybe things Rock you can giants yeah i'm such a big like fan of the giants and the lore and stuff like that so maybe we'll have I hope maybe we'll have some new giants mm. and new giants like types and elementals perhaps or something like i don't know that's all we've got is that one line of definitive guides for giant play but bigby as well it's a character we've not really focused on in a fifth edition that much other than like bigby's hand like the spell yeah um, so that'll be interesting as well to have that as well. The sort of, um, from what I remembered, like the apprentice or a friend of Mordecai yeah. who's also a wizard as well. So. Yeah. so that was spring. Summer, we have two things. We have firstly, I think a surprise one is the Fandelva campaign. Yeah. The classic Lost Minor Fandelva adventure being expanded into a full campaign setting. Mm. If, you, if you weren't with us from the beginning uh, <laughs> of the fifth edition, um, we had, there was the starter set which had this adventure in it which was a, to get people into it and it's very, very simple. You know, your first encounter is that you go down the road, there's goblins uh, and you build it up from there until you get to uh, the end of it. And I think at some point we should have a look at that particular adventure because obviously that starter set is now being phased out a little bit. We've got D&D Essentials. Yeah. There's a new starter set out that is in America on in Target. It's not on D&D Beyond yet, um, but it's all to do and with And there's dragons. also Adventure Begins, which is, Adventure a, Begins, which, yep. which is a mixture of a very Gloomhaven-esque interpretation-like mm. of D&D, which you can play. There's a few different things. Yeah. To be honest, did, yeah. did you ever read or play Lost Minor Thandelva out of interest, Hamilton? I listened to a campaign by mm. my friend Luke, who did that uh, for his show dice and die and yeah i mean it's not a, a very definitive it was a very jokey and it was their first go at dnd from mm. pathfinder originally uh yeah. and it was kind of interesting enough um yeah. a, a campaign setting i thought they did they, they were funny i mean as in they were funny but the actual setting itself it's interesting it's a nice sort of introduction to classic hero story of saving a town and finding you know and a bit of political stuff as i again i i i played through it that was my first oh, yeah. D experience was playing through it i just remember dying at the end that's all i remember from it <laughs> the, the, oh. the cave uh, came in on top of us for some reason i can't exactly remember the details but it was quite sad because i was like sad. oh so when are we playing again next <laughs> the book shuts <laughs> Oh my gosh. So I guess a lot of people who came to 5th edition will have played through this initial starting adventure. So to see it fleshed out into a full campaign, I mean, I, I yay, I guess. I mean, maybe it's just yeah. a bit more about the 
world around Fandelva, um, or Fandolin yeah. even, sorry, because that's I know that's the area. Doesn't it relate though into Storm King's Thunder somewhat? Don't they return <sighs> to it somehow? I'm sure I it could, did. I could not tell you off the top. I, you know what? I need to read all of these books. <laughs> I've got so much to read. Again, I'm um, only halfway through a playthrough of that as well, uh, in listening to an actual play of it, but I, I, I thought there was a link, but maybe I'm wrong. The second thing that's coming out in the summer, though, which is another like, oh, I think we're both excited for this. We have done, I will say, uh, UA of this. It is yeah. yet to come out because we've got a bit of a backlog, but it'll be yeah. out soon. Uh, the Book of Many Things. This book takes the deck of many things and uses it to explore new player and DM options. And we, in the UA, we had some spells uh, yeah. that sort of came out. Yeah, the card trick was quite a cartomancer was the thing, which I really like that. And there was the the one where you could throw cards at people. And I'm like, yeah, who wants to be Gambit? Everyone. So we're off of that. Yeah, there's the one where you can raise like a house of cards and it yes. sounds oh, really the house cool. house of cards one is really shit because it's like, you know, two damage then it's like falls apart. It's down. It's, I find it's interesting because it, it taught, yeah, so it's like new player and DM options. I mean, there's only so much they could do because there's not that many cards. I had a thought of it the other day and I've had another one since, but the, the first one was, is it, I thought it might have been like an anthology of 16 little adventures, whatever it is, mm. adventures based around, or something at least, a theme, a chapter based around each yeah. of the cards mm -hmm. uh, that plays around that. The other one I thought was, what if it's more games for D&D, &D, like card games oh. for D&D, &D, like Gwent, or like, not Gwent, but like things to, like games to play within D&D. &D. Indeed, yes, exactly. So like some, something to add on and play with your yeah. players and stuff, because they have, I'm just going to reach for it off camera, recently got myself the uh, Dungeons and Dragons tarot set, oh, yeah. uh, which has some really, I'll, I'll show you the one that I got out because I was using it today. It's a very beautiful like artwork and stuff. And what it says in the book, as well as like using it for tarot readings and stuff, you can use it to create encounters. So you draw free and you're like, here is the mission, here is the enemy, here is whatever. And, you, and depending on where you put it, Ooh. you can create different encounters and stuff. And it's just, it's just, look at the backs of these, they're beautiful. Oh, I love props. We've talked about it before that we've got the uh, card deck from Curse of Strahd and stuff like that. So if they're going to do another, like maybe official deck of many things, because there's so many people who've created deck of many things cards. Yeah, no, it's a really big uh, industry. Or well, I don't know. A, a thing I mean, it's for people it's to the do. most recognizable yeah. thing. Like obviously we've done a whole episode on. I'm going to put this down yeah, on it, and we made some of our own cards. Didn't we? we did, yeah. But yeah, no, I think I'm kind of excited by that. I think that'd be interesting, and if it yeah. is a bit more like on the sort of darker horror side of things maybe that's interesting enough i guess maybe, we haven't yeah. had a lot of it for a while it's been a long time since uh for fiona <laughs> to feel feel uh, comfortable in D. &D. <laughs> i was gonna say it's like every day is halloween for me yeah, exactly. <laughs> but since uh ravenloft's guy to the guy to ravenloft we haven't really had Mixon, yeah we've had yeah the the uh, yeah domains of dread which i've been reading through again recently mm. for for inspiration really? just mm. reading them for nighttime reading <laughs> how do you get to sleep <laughs> <laughs> so yes yeah, so those are the five big new announcements that we've had um so it's going to be an exciting year with planescape sort of ending it for us but then we've got this this high stuff and then we've got some bits in the middle i'm, high stuff. I'm looking forward to that i'm so going to be running a lot of those because i I'm, I'm looking forward to that a load I was like, oh, well, at least we've got some time before the next one to read. Because, you know, I've just read Planescape, so I was like, oh, phew, now we can get back to our normal routine. And then we've got the UA stuff, and I was like, okay, that's fine. That's only yeah. every other month. And then, as I said to you off podcast... Goodness, I think they're just thinking, you know what, that Hamilton and Fiona, they need content. <laughs> they, need, they need so much. We, we clearly came into the market at the right point, didn't we? Um, 
then they sort of revealed more about Dragonlance. And I said to you, uh-huh. oh, it's coming out this year and not next year. And yeah. I think we've said this whole time it's coming out next year. And I went back through like the D&D direct footage and stuff like that. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely this year. It's definitely this year. So in November, we have Dragonlance, the Shadow of the Dragon Queen. December 5th. Sorry. Pre-order now, available December 6th. So it's December 6th, but the digital will be out two weeks earlier. Uh-huh. Because of the digital physical bundle. Sorry, books. yeah, but you can buy the deluxe edition bundle, which comes with the online and the... and the DM screen and the uh, board games and the little VT about it uh, in the Wizards Presents. I actually was quite interested by it. It's a warfare setting, and I don't think we've really had that before. This idea of like armies and stuff As like I that. Said, so the closest before I said was the Critical Role. Critical Guide to Wildman. Exactly, but mm. that's very much a campaign setting, not an actual uh, adventure. Yeah, and it, and it usually says like, oh, the war is there as a tension thing. It's in, yeah. it's in the background. Whereas this, it says like this is a thin yeah. sliver in the overarching epic that is Dragonlance and all that sort of thing. And I was like, actually, that's interesting. Exactly, and the teaser that had uh, Shore Agdashlo, which is the amazing person from The Expanse, who anything that she is involved in, I'm probably going to be more so excited great. about. Because as I said to you, Fiona, off camera. I sort of am now interested in getting a lance and lancing some dragons. What? What in the shadow? I don't know why. Look at, it, look at that pivot. <laughs> but it, it's, and I'm telling you what, it's got. It's really got more, like 95% to do with the alt cover. <laughs> yes, the so... alt cover is so beautiful. Um, and it's it's clearly the big bad. Again, I will say this, neither of us know anything about it. Just, yeah. I literally just started reading it today and I'm sure I'll, find, I'll be like an expert by the time it comes yeah. out. But yes, the alt cover... It's so much better than normal one. Yeah, it is. And it makes me think of like um the wild hunt. Uh and it and and then I'm like, oh and it's got like um it's got like a minis game that could be cool. And it's got dragons. And yeah. I'm famous for liking dragons. <laughs> so why wouldn't I like it? And it's just because I think what's happened is I've been so like it just feels a bit icky the old setting i guess to me in some ways right. it was a bit like old-fashioned but this just looks like it's a hot they're saying it's rewriting it we're making this new thing mm-hmm. and it's got this quite dark brooding sort mm-hmm. of setting i'm like oh that sounds kind of cool it's got really cool artwork oh it's got cool it's got people riding dragons okay probably i'm on board <laughs> now i'm like yeah <laughs> i'm gonna really enjoy it somehow i didn't know i didn't expect it that's what no um, well me neither and so yeah so this adventure book as you sort of pointed out it is supplemented by dragonlance warriors of crin board yeah. game which has been made in collaboration with renowned board game designers Stephen Baker and Rob Davio. Rob Davio is famous. Rob, I used to be a bit into my uh, board game podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob Davio has made like a billion board games. I can't even... Uh, 127 board games. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Pandemic is his most famous. Oh, Betrayal right. of the House of the Hill. He made a lot of Clue variations. He did Cthulhu, Death May Die conspiracy downforce a uh, really great formula one game lots of games that people have heard about and lots of games that are definitely are popular so that gives me a bit of hope yeah no literally a very prolific uh, board game designer so i was talking to my partner about this because for us the the draw isn't necessarily board games it does say you don't need the board game to play the game yeah. which is fine mm. few i think we're all relieved about that but i was talking to my partner about it and he said obviously that we have D board games um yeah. but maybe like this is like 
we want to make a proper impact with this because they maybe haven't as been as successful. Like I was thinking to myself as well, like if I invited you over and I said, oh, we're going to play D&D or we could play this D&D board game, which yeah. would you most likely prefer? And I, well, I think your answer would be <laughs> D&D. Yeah, it would be. And and I'm going to, I'm looking at the, have you seen the back of the box? No, I haven't. No. So the back of the box is quite interesting because in my mind, I was actually thinking it's going to be more like a miniatures war game, a bit like, so D&D Onslaught, I completely didn't even know that existed. How did I, like, until JR mentioned it, I was like, what? When did this come out? Mm -hmm. Like, because that is, anyone's a Warhammer fan, it sounds very much like Kill Team, which is like a skirmishes game, 1v1, really great game. If you, like, want to get into the uh, Warhammer and don't want to spend billions, then it, but it's a really great, like, fun, fast-paced game, and they've worked on it quite a lot. This isn't that. No. It's actually, like tokens and there's like it looks a bit like um yeah I, I don't know how it looks like this color like uh two sets of colors like a red and blue things and they're obviously fighting against each other mm -hmm. and i guess it's like taking over territories but you can read the back of the box and the back of the box says this warriors of crin is a cooperative game of adventure and strategy where you play heroes backing against the terrifying dragon army as conflict rages around you, maneuver between battlefields and adventure locations to tip the scales of war. So it seems to have three areas you can play in on this setup they've got at the moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Face sinister dragon army commanders and their forces in battles ranging from skirmishes to epic sieges. Explore the surrounding lands to find treasure, allies and other advantages. Shape the story of the war through 12 connected campaign scenarios and forge a legend of your own. Mm -hmm. This standalone board game claims rules for integrating characters from Dungeon Dragons campaign adventure, Dragon Lords, Shadow of the Dragon Queen, sold separately. Ooh. So it sounds a bit like a very like a Risk Legacy or uh, yeah. a very small Gloomhaven, maybe with a little mm. bit of uh, what, what's that Mage Quest? Mage Quest, maybe with a bit of like the sort of Mage Quest you can go around, the, mm. pick up treasures, go on little adventures, and then do the main campaign stuff. How so. Cool. It looks. It, I mean, if I was, if I was were, if I had a home game, mm. and I was going to say, let's go and do this dragon lance thing. Well, let's. We're all interested in it. Who's here up for dragons? Me. Yeah. And also me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think I. I think if you're thinking, oh, we're going to do a. How long's your campaign been? Your twenty. Your massive. Month Four 20, years. Four years. <laughs> yeah. Let's say on average it's going to be a two year. Like you could be doing this for a year, two years, or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, you could have 12 connected campaign scenarios. I'd say, yeah, every four sessions or every six sessions having a, hey, let's play a different board game might, might be good. It'll be interesting to find out. Because, yeah, I, I guess for me, as long as as long as you didn't have the, you didn't have to have the board game to play the game, just because, again, it's a physical game, so presumably you have to be there in person rather than a digital version. Well, they might make a digital, they make digital versions of everything these days. So. Well, that, that's what I, it's, again, it's not really announced that, but I assume, I would like that a lot. That would be really, Someone really good. Someone will put it on um, tabletop. Uh, simulator. We'll, simulator, we'll like, oh. yeah, exactly, yeah. The final thing I just want to mention off the top, again, it's something we've not really covered on this podcast, but it is something of note. Uh, Dritz is turning 35 yes. this year. Holy yes. shit. To sort of celebrate this, they're having new covers for each of the 39 books, which is a lot of books. But they've also got a, a forthcoming visual novel, The Le Legend of Dritz, which will take readers on a voyage across Forgotten Realms with stunning new artwork depicting yeah. the iconic drow and the companions of the hall. Thanks for spoiling that he gets with Catty Bree. I haven't got that far in the books yet. 
Oh no! See, I I've, like... I've been playing um, Dungeon Dragons Dark Alliance, where you play as uh, Dritz and Catibury and obviously, yeah. and me and my partner did not realise that they were they were a couple <laughs> until they talked about it in the game. <laughs> no, because in the first set of books, her and Wolfgar are yeah. the intended sort of. Oh really? Love. Yeah, and so for me, I'm like, what happens to Wolfgar? Like. <laughs> Catibri and Wolfgar but both previously been romantically involved towards the end of the Icewind Dale trilogy, which is where oh. I've got to, which are the first six books. And I've only just started book seven. And then suddenly, Dritz and Catibri had a child. And I'm like, well, thanks for spoiling that love triangle. Like, I, I, think, would... I think, Hamilton, it's been 35 years. I know what's depressing is it's, it's 35, years, 35 years old next year because I'm 35 this year and I'm 87. So it was 88 when it came out, wow. right? And, and just yet to find out they have launching, thanks to you mentioning there, launching a family web cartoon which follows Dritz's yeah. young daughter Brie as she seeks to prove her worth as a hero. Written by uh, Pert Parr, known for Suter Armour. With guidance from the author as well, which is which is lovely, and, I, and that's I think yeah. that's quite cool because it means like you know we're taking this legacy on with Dritz, and yeah. hopefully it means that we can inspire other readers who maybe like that's not the book for me, but maybe younger readers and stuff like that. And family friendly is always good. If you're interested in like a, a, a whistle stop tour of a lot of the most famous little like places outside of, they only go to Waterdeep for five seconds, but outside of Waterdeep, like uh, go to. They go to uh, Silvery Town, and they go all over the shop. There's lots of I obviously in the in the, the ten towns, but there's also a bit of interest in the Wizard Host Tower in Luskin and stuff. So there's a lot of interest if you like want to learn a bit. It's a nice way to just get yourself into the world of the Forgotten Realms. I think that's my hope for the future. Is I hope the one D and D we just get to that point where it's like okay, we're going to slow down a little bit and have two big releases yeah. a year which isn't just tons and tons of books or small su smaller supplements exactly like the monsters compendium because we've not had another yeah. volume of that come out um with the spelljammer yeah. stuff so maybe some ship stuff well i also would like as i said to you again off podcast about like spelljammer i i, I kind of miss the old D D way of it being like okay so now there's spelljammer now there's planescape and i'm not saying you, you don't that the world has to that you have to like go down these routes either because like i think there's no reason why your campaign can't jump into planescape and then jump into Spelljammer. but yeah. what i do love is that they started to treat them like okay Spelljammer would have a couple of releases this year or at least a one release this year and planescape would have one release this year and normal and normal D D forgotten realms would have a, a release this year and they would have a few releases based on the different sort of types of games they're playing because mm. i think technically spell because i'm sitting, sitting here with Spelljammer, as i said I do say in our other talk, which I talk about in our next episode. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> not too many spoilers. No, but as in like, you know, it'd be really lovely to have like lots of little adventures be coming out in the next couple of years. And when it does the Planescape one, it'd be great to then have, like we've talked about in our Planescape yeah. thing, here's a really in-depth guide to the Abyss. You know, that's only got to be, mm. I know they're going to lean on the DMs Guild and, and the content uh, creators out there. And that's great. And I think that's, uh, and I think that's, that's what's amazing about the world we live in now. Cause we have that in the nineties. We didn't have that because <laughs> no. there was no internet So that's sort of, again, maybe why it's not as necessary, but it's just interesting. Yes, indeed. Well, Hamilton, thank you for uh, taking the time on a Friday oh, it's right. <laughs> to, to chat to Don't me. Don't tell about... them how loserish we are that we've got nothing better to do on a Friday night. When you're not playing D&D &D or reading about it or, or shying away from the amount of reading we have to do, what other projects have you got in the works? What's coming up for you? 
I have a non D&D related one. Theatre Macabre, our Morkborg actual play, will be starting September the 11th, 8pm. It will be live on Twitch. First episode. It is, as I'm, I'm super happy with the work that everyone involved in that has just done a super fantastic job. And then I turned up somehow and, and I was very fortunate to be in the realm of these amazing people. And I was there. <laughs> <laughs> and I was there somehow. But um, I've got some amazing players uh, in, in it. Uh, Taylor from Backwater Bastard, uh, Stuart from Dice Desire, Chloe from and Will from uh, from the other stuff I've done, Dragon's Jewel, and their own stuff. But we're playing Mortborg. It's all in character. It's one hour. They're only one hour episodes. It's all like we play in character. We're characters playing characters. So it's all very trying to be... It's, it's an actual play, but trying to be more like a narrative story. And I think it's we have a lot of fun and it's very Morkborg. It's very dark, obviously. And yeah, and the editors have just done a great job. A great, well, a great job. Making, yeah. I'm really excited to show off. And uh, so please, uh, it will be on the uh, T4C, the Dragon T4C Twitch channel. One day later, it will be out on YouTube. But what about you, Fiona? Enough about me. What about me? you? Me? Well... Who am I? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. Sorry, I did. I'm so like nerved out by talking about my Mortborg thing. I'm like completely I just, just had like, a self monologue. Just talk now. You have to talk now, Fiona. Line. <laughs> Line. So who Fiona? What Fiona? Where Fiona? Why on earth Fiona? <laughs> Brilliant. I will answer those questions. Who am I? My name is Fiona. What am I? I'm a podcaster. Why am I? Well, that's a really big question, but I don't have time to answer. Where am I? I'm so glad you asked. Where? What am I rolling? It's a twice monthly RPG one-shot podcast. As always, it's going very well. If you're done listening to Dungeons and Dragons, you're like, that's there's too many books. I just yeah. want to play any other system or anything like that come check out where what am i rolling we've got uh, all these different systems we've got systems from free league we've got one page one shots we've got solo rpgs and we just it basically the aim is just to try us out as many different systems and tell as many different stories as possible uh we recently had some interviews from free league on there as well there's so much editing that i'm in the middle of I can't even tell you what's coming out because it's just there's so much of it. But it's very exciting and I really, really enjoy it. So do come and listen to that. So that's What Am I Rolling, which you can find wherever you listen to podcasts. And finally, 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 also, 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 we have an offer code. So if all this talk about RPGs and D&D and all that has got your, has whetted your appetite and you're, you're excited for Dragonlance, because I'm sure they're doing pre-orders somewhere with this yeah. old cover, check out Third Space Gaming, which is your friendly local game store in Burnley. Uh, if you want 10% off your first order, go to their website, uh, type in the offer code DMBC into checkout and get 10% off your first order. I'm sure they will be doing the pre-order for Dragonlance, uh, but you can get terrain, dice, RPGs. Check that out. That's DMBC. Of her space gaming all that stuff that you can buy there <laughs> so much <to> <laughs> stuff stuff dragons space Dragon. <laughs> oh. oh dear well it's been it's been one heck of a week for it D&D is. and oh. um i think really i think what we need to do to this week is uh see it on the flip side <laughs> see it on the flip side what, what a what a what a yes so until next time everyone thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoy and i hope you're excited for the releases coming out we certainly are we love reading this stuff we love this stuff so please let us know what you think uh, any predictions as well that'd be really cool but yes until next time folks see you on the flip side see you on the flip side take care Bye. Bye. <laughs> 
always add one to things, don't they? That's a mm. terrible cunning. But so they're not only Xbox One. Yeah, Xbox One, uh, and that, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, PS One. Like, yeah, PS One. There you go. They um, 